Hello. I don't know. Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. On ResurrectMinistry.com, a production from one of our shows. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of something clever. <laughs> Meet Jesus where you are, folks, whether you've met him already or just interested in what he has to say. <laughs> He'll meet you where you are. He is the one true living God. And we're so, so grateful um, to be his children. Yes, they have the surety of salvation. We've created a whole bunch of resources for you on the website. Check them out. Uh, and actually, if you have something you'd like to suggest, drop us a line in the comment section. We read all of those ourselves. And if this ministry has blessed you in any way, um, you can partner with us by clicking the Donate Now button. Hello, Cindy Hauser and Carrie News. Hey, ladies. So good to see you on so early and commenting like we would like all for all of you to comment that are watching live on our social platforms. I am still banned on Facebook and uh, YouTube for speaking the, the truth that uh, they just don't like it. They don't care for it. And it'd be awesome if you like, subscribe and share the broadcast with yes. your friends that you think may be interested. Yes, That'd that, be a great blessing to us. That would definitely help for sure. And hit the notify button as well. All right. We're going to. Jump right into it because I have a feeling we have a lot to talk about when it comes to sin. Uh-oh. Hedia. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. we're reading uh, Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon for March 11th. And the reference is Romans 7.13 that says sin might become utterly sinful. Yes. Charles Spurgeon says, beware of winking at sin or thinking too lightly of it. When we are first converted, our conscience is so tender, we are afraid of ignoring even the slightest sin. Young converts have a holy timidity or godly fear of offending the Lord. Unfortunately, the delicate blossom on this newly ripe fruit very soon falls off due to the rough handling of the surrounding world. The tender new plant of true devotion quickly turns into a willow that is too easily influenced. Yes, sadly, it is true that even a strong Christian may gradually become callous where the sin that once alarmed him doesn't bother him in the least anymore. We become familiar with sin degree by degree until we come to the point of being like someone who has been exposed to the booming noise of a cannon so long he no longer even notices soft sounds. At first, a little sin startles us, but soon we say, oh, it's just a little one. Then a larger sin comes along, followed by another, until the, by degrees, we begin to think of them as only a minor problem. Soon our minds are filled with this unholy thinking. True, we may have tripped a little and fallen into a little sin, but for the most part, we've been righteous. Yikes. We may have said one sinful word, but... For, the, for most of our conversation, has been consistent with that of a Christian. Uh -oh. Thus, we begin to gloss over our sin, throwing a coat over it to conceal it, and calling it cute in clever names. Dear Christian, beware of taking sin too lightly. Be careful that you don't fall little by little. Sin, a little thing? Isn't it a poison who knows its deadliness? Sin, a little thing? Don't even, don't even the little foxes ruin the vineyards? Doesn't the tiny coral ultimately build such a large rock it can shipwreck a navy? 
Don't small but steady strokes finally fell lofty oaks? Won't a slow but continual dripping of water ultimately erode huge rocks? Sin, a little thing? It crowned the Redeemer's head with thorns and pierced his heart. It was the very reason he suffered anguish, heartbreak, and affliction. If you can measure even the least sin in the scales of eternity, you would flee from it as though it were a serpent and would abhor even the slightest appearance of evil. Look at each and every sin as having crucified your Savior, and you will see sin as utterly sinful. Oh, I have so many thoughts. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Okay. Can I begin? Go ahead. Okay. So I have a slightly different experience than what Spurgeon describes because, mm. you know, I've been, I became a Christian within the past five years. And he describes it as you have this, this holy reverence and you never want to offend God. But for me, it was definitely a fear of the Lord. Um, but he was speaking so strongly to me that he was shaving things off constantly. And it was often very painful. It was very, very difficult. And so um, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't like the process was easy. But as they came off through the struggle through the years, and, and it was really a struggle, honestly, um, that now my problem is your, it's that for the most part, I'm consistent for the most part, I'm righteous. You know what I mean? Is that's the, that's the most dangerous thing for me. And I think you and I both have this one problem where we come from no excuse, no excuse at all, but habit professional fields where there's cussing. Mm. And so occasionally, and so I had this really weird experience the other day. So I got lost. And I was going to um, an esthetician that I go to all the time and she moved offices. And I just, you know how frustrated I get when I get lost in these three square blocks. Mm -hmm. Like I literally am living in the city and I literally can get lost in three square blocks. And I was so frustrated by the time I got her, I said, yeah, I don't know, I think it was the S word. And it let out a torrent of cussing in her. For some reason, I said one word and it was like, oh, so you're okay with the cussing? And it was like literally a half an hour of sailor talk. And I was mm. like, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> to myself, I'm saying, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. I made her sin. I sinned and I made her sin. And this is just bad. I don't even know how to turn this around right now. There's, what am I possibly going to say? And I, I was so upset at myself. Mm. Um and it was just such a good lesson for me that the Lord's like, not even, and, and we say this actually in the, uh, the call ministry that we have at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills is when we're going to evangelize and witness to complete strangers, we say, oh, so, you know, where do you go when you die? Where do you think you're going when you die? And most inevitably they say, I'm going mm -hmm. to heaven. I'm, I'm a generally a good person. And we use the example of, but God is righteous and pure and he doesn't allow any sin. So he says, if I put one drop of poison into this water pitcher, would you drink it? They're like, no. And that's the same analogy. It's like one drop poisons that water. Mm -hmm. It's sin. And before you know it, it's like, it's your flesh tells you, oh, come on. A little cussing is not going to make me an adulterer. You know what I mean? You literally <laughs> make cute explanations for it. Yeah. It's so bad. You know, you're like, or even just between you and me, we're like, right. oh, nobody else is here. It's just the two of us, you know, but 
then you find yourself, those words like leak out and like it happened to me at this place. And I was like, oh, this is so bad. This is so bad, you know? <laughs> right. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Anyway. And that's the one thing that uh, I still, when it's just us, that it, you know, I go, oh, it's okay. It's just us. It's not just us. Remember, Jesus <laughs> is with us like, as we what? continue to tell people. Um, and uh, yeah, it's not just what comes out of our mouth, but what goes in our ears and what goes in our eyes. It's it's all the same. It doesn't matter if it's just coming out of our mouth. It's that we allow it to be absorbed into our brain through music or movies and, and these kinds of things. And I had this conversation with my son, Kelly, the other day. He was going to a, we were going to a game. And um, that he was playing in and he wanted to, he, you know, I had the normal Christian music on and um, he wanted to put on something that was more pumping. Yes. And of course, the very first song he puts on the F word, I go, and he goes, oh, I forgot that was in there. He goes, but the song is so good. It gets me all pumped up. And I, and so then, of course, then we're allowed to have the conversation. And I said, I, the problem with these, this music that, um, that we uh, have that, that, you know, that is on your uh, playlist. That's what I was looking for. The word that the playlist, so you have to go through your playlist list and take those songs out. That's because it can become, it's, it's normalized. If it's normalized coming through your ears, it's going to be normalized coming out of your mouth. It's going to be normalized in your head. And um, it's, it was just, we got in a, a fairly decent conversation about it. And, and again, is, he's pretty good at, at saying, I, I understand, I get it. But again, I'm just like, okay, then when he leaves the car, then he goes and turns it on or something, you know, is that the, and, and I go, you know what? It doesn't matter. You know, it still doesn't matter. I did just, I, I have that thing that I can do to make sure that but he understands where I'm coming from. As long as I'm care, you know, again, as, as it says here that you want to also make sure that you are not saying those things that you're telling the kids not to listen to in the music or to watch on television or YouTube or whatever it is that uh, these things all have to come together and be balanced in that spot. Well, of, but you can't exclude, just because they're not cussing, you can't exclude country music. No. Because it's talking just about It might have been a country song. Fornicating and drinking. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a country <laughs> song. And so that was the thing. As I said, we have to make sure there's, you know, there's, there's country that talks about horses and, and uh, motorcycle so riding, but you no got the country music that does not talk about <laughs> chicks and whiskey. Right. Well, that's, true. that's true too. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's clearly one of those things we have to be aware of, but, uh, I mean, we just listened to a song not too long ago that talked about cocaine and, you know, I, I don't want to live and, you know, we just, it's just constant bombardment on children. And I just think, no wonder, no wonder they're all messed up. No wonder they're, you know, saying these things and talking about it. It becomes, again, well, you know, if I'm not happy, I'm just going to kill myself. Or if I, you know, it's so easily transitions into the harm that. But what about us as adults? Leave the yes. kids aside. Yeah, that's what I. That's why I started with us first. <laughs> that's why I led with us. Us is that even by ourselves, we have to make sure that we hold on to that too, uh, to make sure that uh, you know it, it has to be all across the block that, uh, you know, cause God doesn't care whether we're alone or to, or with the kids or with yes. other adults or in the locker room. Oh my gosh. In the locker room. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's uh, that's a tough one. I remember this one last thing. I remember, uh, we had a very strong Christian on our team and he never participated in any of our shenanigans. And it always, it always that. stuck with me. And I always remembered that and I go, no, oh, he's so good. <laughs> 
okay, and now you and you mother effer, you know, over to her. But it was, but it, it's always been one of those things. I'll never forget how how he um, how he held strong and, and never right and never let it uh, change his way. Um, we did. He did have a little bit of a drinking issue in See, Austria, that's the petite, but that's the <laughs> and it was thing. probably because of us. Oh, but it was because nice. of us. Oh yes, we we corrupted him, and he talks about that too. The devotionals that you know you'll get corrupted. You you know, it's it's um it wasn't a pretty sight. He drank, but he regretted it, and he like repented and asked for forget. I know of this because I talked to him about it later. He goes, "Oh my gosh, I, I have never done that again." Oh, because he just got so sick from drinking. Nothing bad. He didn't do anything bad other than yeah. he got so drunk. But again, he was around all of us who are dragging him down. And that's kind of the message I have about what I was talking about then moving into the kids is that, you know, we, it's what we allow them to do and what we do. And then they can get drugged down into uh, the, the depths of sin <laughs> right alongside of us. We had a lot of comments there. Do you want to hit some of those? I was trying to, yep. but I, I wanted to wait. Till you yeah. Well, you, you that was a good reading, Cindy. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Wasn't it? So convicting. Yes. And Carrie saying, my friend says, why do I keep messing up? <laughs> Amen. I know that feeling. Cussing our sin itself really can be contagious. Yes. Mm. And reflection and repentance is what I'm preaching on tomorrow. Great topic, oh, Cindy. Yeah. And Carrie saying, I'm repenting several times a day. That's a, that's a good, that's a good practice. We need to do that as often as possible. <laughs> uh, talking about smaller, big, sinful moments. Where do you draw the lines? Uh, you're not supposed to. Uh, apparently the way Spurgeon's describing, and I know Pastor Jack says this all the time, mm -hmm. that the little sins lead to the big sins. So you desensitize yourself enough with the little ones that when a big one comes and smacks you in the head, you don't hear it you don't see it you don't feel it because you've desensitized yourself to it so i don't think it matters whether it's small or big and city so says i hope you don't mind i was planning on telling you a story about lying to get a confession in my sermon uh, <laughs> are you gonna name him cindy <laughs> and Kate's uh, saying oh gosh okay. i got no warning you were on oh sorry kate yeah i don't know what it is with these social media when i buy platforms. youtube i'm gonna change all that look at that <laughs> <laughs> this reading this morning reminded me of the so-called Christian leaders that don't stand firm against abortion or preach love is love to me really rang a bell. The Christians who rationalize versus repentance. Yes. Uh, yeah. Especially when he says, when you confess your sins to Christ, he is sure to, to forgive you and cleanse you of unrighteousness. So why would you deprive Christians of the blessing of the cleansing? You preach repentance at a, at, a, at um, that just because the sins are forgiven or nailed to the cross does not mean you want to hold on to them. We want to quickly repent to be cleansed of them mm. so they don't leave scars on us. Yeah. Um, so important. Carrie's <laughs> uh, saying she was talking to a close friend that was cussing so bad she got stressed. I, yeah, I, I literally got stressed out. I, I got stressed out in my instance because I started it. Like I had opened a door that she had never opened in the year that I've been going to her. I think it was just like some light bulb went off that, oh, you're okay with this? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. What did I do? So, but it's definitely, definitely something I have to work on. Mm. And Cindy says, I will keep Andy anonymous. Yeah, that's keep me anonymous. I'm anonymous. <laughs> you can tell him, Living Feelers Devotional, that yeah. guy. Yeah. He wants to, the line to the kids. Yeah, go to Living Feelers Devotional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, saying, I, I prayed and almost swore cussing time. <laughs> I did. I used to. 
Oh. At, when I was a religious Christian, dude, oh, I used to cuss at him all the time. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Um, today I saw my uh, my younger, one of my younger sons, my 12 year old came to the game that Kelly had today. And uh, he had caught, he had sinned um, a number of times, uh, you know, at, at school, which we ended up having to have a discussion, that kind of stuff. So um, I saw him for the first time since I learned of what what had happened. And um, held his hands, looked him in the eyes and talked about these, uh, the things that, you know, that he had done. And he just looked at me and says, I know I'm, I should not have done any of those things. And I said, I, I need you to, to understand that we obviously need to make some big changes. Um, it's not enough. I don't allow them to cuss or to say certain things and, and, um, um, you know, act out anything that's, uh, that's horrible. Like uh, they, you know, sometimes they, you know, boys, if those of you that had boys, they tend to fight. Uh, he has a temper. And so I've had to, uh, you know, help him control his temper, which is sinful. Um, but also some now, uh, apparently there's been some things that he does away from the house. And so um, he was very, very understanding of, of these things. And I said, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's one thing I've, and I'm having this discussion in my head about, you know, not only do we have to protect kids from the evils in the world, because in the schools that, you know, I go to the school board meetings fighting against the sexualization of kids through it's everything from an entire month dedicated to, you know, same sex attraction and same sex, which is all about sex. We have an entire month at a school that, talk, that it talks about the it's OK for boys to be attracted to other boys. Yeah. Pride month. <laughs> or girls can be attracted to other girls, or there's books in there that talk about how to sext and how to do all these things. And these are all in our schools. And yet, if you, if a kid acts out, then they get in trouble. <laughs> they go, wait a minute, but you're, this is what's in the school. So, um, so we, we, we have to make sure that we as parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles that we try to get control of these schools again. So that's not happening. Uh, but there's also the aspect of what I've also told all my sons is that my job is also to protect you from yourself because you have sinful natures and you're coming into a, an age where self-control is difficult. And so do not put yourself in a situation where you're going to lose control. You know, that's, it, a, that's it, good advice for adults. Yeah. <laughs> don't put yourself where you get, like uh, Jack always said, don't go get a glass of water at a bar. Yes. You got a problem drinking. Yes. Yes. So it's not just protecting them from burning their hands on a hot stove, right? It's, it's also teaching them that, you know, you need to not put yourself in these positions alone with another girl or with a girl that you have strong feelings for. Um, when you're driving uh, with them in your car that you drive them straight home, you don't drive to a parking structure. You don't drive to a park. You don't drive to the hill, which is La Harbor Heights Hill, uh, that I, uh, you know, may have may know may know of its uh, its existence, um, and these types of things. And it's just like you got to be strong, kids, and you you have to um, call on the Holy Spirit to to make you strong yeah. because these things are are so powerful. She these did, feelings did are you so talk powerful. To her about repentance? Uh, yeah, I did on the day, but that was before I heard some of the things that had occurred. Because so, I think talking to him about repentance to eliminate the shame factor, mm -hmm. because um, one of the, the glorious things about a relationship with Christ is that when we do repent, he 
he washes us. He cleanses us of that unrighteousness so we don't carry shame. Yeah. We're not meant to carry these around with us to create even bigger burdens that prevent us from walking in the victory that he's promised us. Yeah. So, so it's not it's not only something that we do as adults, but we have to teach our kids, hey, you know, um, ask God to forgive you and he will forgive you. Yeah. You know, um, confess your sins to God and let him take it from you. Leave it at the cross. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to remember to to uh, reinforce that and talk about it. I think this devotional will be good to read yeah. to the kids. Absolutely. Yep. Kate's saying, may I ask for prayer? Of course, anytime, all the time. Do you want, do you want to throw a, you know, a further comment in there or just ask for prayer and then God knows what, what, what it is you need? Because we could do that too. Uh, and Lisa's saying, great godly parents are to be praised. You two give me hope. <laughs> Thank you for sharing these personal <laughs> stories. Oh, we're, we're, we're trying, Lisa. Yes. It's a, we're a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she gets her first knee plasma treatment on Thursday. But for now, the pain is intense. It's draining and keeping me from sleep. I just need healing. Amen. Yes, we will definitely, before we get off tonight, we will pray for that, Kate. For sure. Absolutely. Let's get to uh, scripture or Jim. Either. Whichever you like. Mm, I think we should listen to what Jim has to say. Okay. Through Hedia's voice. <laughs> Uh, this is an interesting concept. No one likes to blush, but if nothing ever causes you to blush, you may have seared your conscience by thinking too lightly of your little sins. Jeremiah warned the people of his day saying, you have the brazen look of a prostitute. You refuse to blush with shame. Oh, that's, that's killer. Uh, later he delivered this message of the Lord. Are they ashamed of their loathsome conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They don't even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen. They will be brought down when I punish them. That's bad. Instead of becoming cold and hard, may we again learn to blush. May our prayer today be in agreement with that of Ezra who prayed, Oh my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift up my face to thee, my God, for our iniquities are increased over our head and our trespasses grown up unto the heavens. Mm. Forgive us, O Lord, our trespasses. Please, please. <laughs> Uh, uh, Cindy, uh, times I've really changed from raising my first child to my last. When my youngest adopted daughter was very troubled and suicidal and liked girls, I took her out of public middle school to help her. Oh, I'm curious to hear how that yeah. turned out. Send us another voicemail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I'm great. Well, and Cindy, you weren't uh, on yesterday, but uh, we really appreciate you sharing uh, through your messages to us. It was, um, it was something else. Some of the, yes, the stories, the absolutely. Airbnb ministry is amazing. And she's saying she's doing well now, but I had to implement new rules with her girlfriends at that time that I had not thought of. And it got complicated. Yes, yeah. I have been through that. Um, and you just have to explain to them. You say, listen, it used to be just boys. I got to be worried about boys. You being alone. Well, now that you've expressed an interest that you have a same sex attraction problem. Now I have to be worried about boys, uh, girls, too. I said, so the same rules apply. I don't care. I don't care what gender it is. If you're not if you're doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. Um, then it's my job as a parent to stop it. So that's, that's super complicated. So I'm glad it all worked out though, Cindy. Uh, Lisa saying, not caring, shameless, such a relief when I was born again. I think there's a word missing there. Born again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> saying exactly. Sorry, Lisa. I think I've, I may have um, missed a word there. Yeah, it happens. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, <clears throat> let's get to the scripture. And we have Romans 7.13. Did that, which is good, he's referring to the law, then become death to me? No, by no means. Nevertheless, in order that sin might be recognized as sin, it used what is good, meaning the law, to bring about my death, so that through the commandment, sin might become utterly sinful. So this is part of his explanation, explaining that the law itself doesn't bring, uh, isn't bad, but it lets us know what sin is and what sin, and that sin causes death. So it brings to our consciousness that sin is utterly sinful by virtue of the law. We know these things. Yep. First uh, Corinthians 10, 12. So if you're thinking you are standing firm, be careful that you do not fall. Oh, good advice. <laughs> <laughs> song of songs catch for us the foxes the little foxes that ruin the vineyards are vineyards that are in bloom the images of the little in, mm. in my uh, mom's garden it was always the gophers yeah she was obsessed with catching the gophers that would eat her flowers you know and there was always little holes with like eaten roses you know and she's like ah oh, the gophers so this image of the little gophers coming out eating all the beautiful flowers that's what sin does. Yeah, the one image I really like that uh, Charles Spurgeon uh, brought up is the uh, coral. That, that you know, you, coral can be so beautiful, oh, and it, yeah. it starts little and it begins to grow, <laughs> and then it takes over just under the surface of the water and can take out a ship, oh, like wow. like to just rip the bottom out of the ship. Like, and so it's such nice. a little little tiny thing that just grows. Or a drop of water created the the eventually creates the Grand Canyon. I mean, it's uh, it, it really water torture. Yeah, as a dude, as a dude, that's that would be me. That would be. Uh, as a dude, those images are 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 powerful for me. I love having those images. Good. Lisa, uh, <laughs> say shame. Yes, not caring about shame. Uh, relief we when go. we get born again. Thank you. Amen. Yes. Amen. No, it, it, I mean, that's, that was the biggest breakthrough for me as a Christian was to be able to share stories. And I'm, I'm, I'm I, I believe that you're so thankful for this. Yes. That I, <laughs> that, I mean, I lived quite possibly 50 years. Well, maybe that long because. As a kid, yeah, for, let's say, let's go with 45, 45 years that I wanted people to believe that I was perfect. Yeah, never made a mistake. I recognize was, that when we was, first started dating. Was so, I was so awesome <laughs> that, <laughs> that I never had trouble in my business. My business ran flawlessly like a, like a top. It just spun and like, uh. like and there was never any need for any oil because it, it never squeaked. It was... <laughs> My businesses were spectacular. <laughs> Taxes done on time, you know. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, um, you know, and nobody would have ever known, right? I mean, just like, yeah, look at that. He walks around like a like a bad bad person, almost like bad ass. <laughs> after this whole thing with the divorce, right? like, you know, I'm walking around like, yeah, I'm going to work. I'm getting awards. I was officer of the year. I got career achievement award. I'm getting these medals. You know, and I'm going and winning all these competitions. I got trophies everywhere. I mean, on the surface, I mean, I could look back and even see, wow, I was 
pretty spectacular. And I go, oh yeah, but yeah, that then. That's my testimony on Monday. Then I did that. (laughs) And then then they came and took my house. And then I was nearly homeless. And then I got a divorce. And then like, how did did I have this? But yet all this was happening, uh, you know, under the surface. Like the the little peak was this beautiful little, little, little iceberg, little tip of an iceberg looked amazing. Even a penguin would come on there on occasion <laughs> and, and they would like frolic and have fun. Underneath was just like this huge. Coral. Yeah. The big coral. That was oh my God. The image I'm getting now is just so crazy. Such a blessing. Oh my God. Such a blessing to have that. Yes. Because uh, Carrie yeah. points out that before being saved, you don't think twice about sin. Not only do you not think twice, mm-hmm. I was so mischievous, Carrie. I plotted the most perfect sins. Like I was, I was diabolical. Like I, I was so good at maintaining a surface impression mm. and having just utter corruptness in my life, you know? So very similar to you, you mm. know, it was all of the professional success masked the really rotten core. Yes. You know, like yes. rotten fruit that still has the pretty skin on the outside of it, you right. know? Um, don't get us either one of us wrong. I'm sure you'll agree with me is that we don't have any joy in any of that. I mean, we kind of laugh about it because it's uncomfortable. Um, but, um, the, um, I don't know if we ever got, if I ever got to the point, but, uh, the shame was what kept me from telling anybody that what was happening. Right. So what's great now, as Lisa brings up is that, um, it's it's uh it has to be shared because there's people that are doing exactly the same thing that i was doing that need to be rescued by jesus christ not by me maybe the story that god has given me the the turmoil that god created so that i would come to him it's funny because that's the line i use in my testimony that i'm writing up is i'm i was i needed to be rescued by a rescuer Mm. absolutely we reached the end of ourselves yeah. And Carrie's saying me too. She was diabolical too. Oh. <laughs> thank you for the blood oh, of Jesus. Yes. Uh, and Lisa saying she always identifies with you, Andy. Ah, thank you, Lisa. And images help too. Yeah. Yeah. I need them. Yeah. Andy loves images. Imagery. So today went to um, men's breakfast. And considering there's all women on it, it it's really important I'd share this message of manliness that went on. Oh. No, it was, uh, I sure wish I could remember the gentleman's name, but he was really, it was really, it was really awesome that, um, that he came and, and said some things that I think were necessary. And that is that, uh, you know, that, that masculinity is not toxic. Masculinity is what is required from God that we, we have a, a duty to protect our, our children and our wives and to be the man that God expects us to be for them. And then women ha- are given their role, which is being strong and, and smart and, uh, and able to take care and, and raise families and, and to do what uh, has to be done on that end of the things. And together they make a, a perfect Amen. connection with, with God if we do it the way that God has t- intended it to be. But uh, he just brought up so many great points that uh, really... I think hit a lot of men right between the eyes. Um, now, if we're there, 
at this particular church was called Kindred. Uh, Philip, can't remember his last name. I always forget it. He's a Scotsman. Um, but uh, he's clearly a man's man. So if you're there, you you probably are in that in that space. But one of the things he talked about very strongly and for a good period of time is pornography, is, is being involved in pornography and, and, and uh, not getting that out of your life and spend a lot of time on it. So you can you can come into a place where you're, you know, speaking the language of the people that are there, which is fine. You get a lot of hoorahs and yeses and yeah, no, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We need more of that. We but need, that we need. and then he goes, and then he goes, <laughs> but I need to talk about pornography. And they go, <laughs> you see everything like he goes, 70 some uh, 70 some odd percent of men are uh, addicted to pornography. Um, and then went on to, to just to to talk about it for a pretty long period of time and, and made some pretty strong arguments to, uh, to get that out of your life and to get control over it. So I thought that was uh, such an important thing that I think so many about shame. It has to do with shame that even speaking about it as a man to men is difficult for some pastors and, and to make sure that that becomes a discussion that has to be had because you can't have a normal relationship with a woman if you're addicted to porn, because there's a, a different thing that you start again, it has to even if we do, if we go to even to music or go to books or whatever it is you put your eyes on, that it slants your understanding of of what God wants from us, because you filled your mind with so many things that are counter to God, and it's repeated over and over and over and over again. That at some point you become numb to it, and now it becomes normalized uh, in your in your in your mind. So. I thought that was really out, out of all the stuff that he talked about today. I thought that was pretty powerful for the room, which had somewhere in the neighborhood of three, 400 men in there. Uh, yeah. It was, we couldn't fit any more men in the room. It was pretty, pretty powerful. Awesome. So I thought I would share that. Uh, I don't know what much to say about this, but the gentleman here was talking about this Christ kingdom commission. Uh, he was there to talk about praying for our um, congressmen and senators and that he wasn't asking for money. He wasn't doing anything. He was just saying, we have to make sure that we are praying for them and that there's going to be, there's of course, a group of men that he takes to the governments, the, the state governments and the federal government and speaks to them. Democrats, Republicans, nice. uh, independents. Awesome. And he says that they've been, like yep, they've been successful in bringing a couple of Democrats uh, to Christ, nice. which is pretty Beautiful. spectacular. So in, in California, nonetheless. Nice. Yes. <laughs> he goes, you guys won't believe us, but I'm here to tell you that we've been able to do it with a, a couple so far. We've had success here in California, which is important when it comes to abortion issues. So yeah, he was there. Uh, so go to, I want to, want to get the website. Uh, I think you could just type in Christ kingdom commission, Christ's kingdom commission. Uh, while you are still telling your spiel, I'll find it. I can't get a word in edgewise. Okay. So Lisa's saying, I didn't get many awards, but I often thought if people were like me and kind, the world would be a better place. But admitting that she had contempt for God because she was a victim in her childhood. Yeah, we mask the things we don't want the world to discover and portray the image that we want them to have of us. Mm. Um, but thankfully, Christ helps us turn that around. Uh, because we overcome with the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I love that about walking with Jesus is that you actually, um, the more you talk about it, the more you're set free from it, from it. Um, 
because we confess our sins to one another and also um, are set free by it. So uh, I love that. Mission.org. Capital com. Oh, one M. One M. Oops. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Capitalcom.com. There okay, there it is. So yeah, go to capitalcom.com. You'll learn more about it. It's uh, the Capital Commission, Gospel, Hope, and Spiritual Strength for Government Leaders. So very cool. Sound like they're doing really good work. Kate saying, the Lord won't allow me to be angry long. I have a moment or two, and then within minutes, the Lord says, are you ready to forgive now, or do you want to carry it? Yeah, awesome. Uh, before Jesus, I'd let it percolate. <laughs> yeah, I actually, um, I caught myself today with that. Something was really annoying and upsetting me. And I again, recited, oh, Lord, take every thought captive, pull down these strongholds, these, these lies that um, I tell myself and that the enemy tells me, I just take it out, take it out of my consciousness. Um, so yeah, I think that that's something we constantly have to fight over fight against because it depends on our patterns and our learned behaviors and our natural responses that we're used to doing. And that, um, that regeneration that we do with Christ is in partnership by allowing him to regenerate our thought process and transform our minds, renew your minds, be transformed by the mm -hmm. renewing of your minds. And it's an ongoing process. And uh, Lisa's agreeing with Kate, same. And Carrie liked it too. Cool. Um, so you're going to a women's Bible study at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Yes. Correct. Um, is, is, um, like, like today with the men, is there something that women struggle with like that? That's really hard. Do they bring well, anything up? Flash, women do you look at pornography. What? Yeah. I don't know why men always think it's just men, but anyways, uh, they talk about it. Well, that it's just not the topic we're on oh. right now, but <laughs> we're in Thessalonians. So it's all about suffering and how you deal with suffering. And interestingly, mm. I'm in this, you know, difficult season. So it's been, it's been awesome because we're just talking about, um, how God is teaching us to be okay with suffering. It's a really, it's a really cool thing that you learn, um, especially in Thessalonians, because um, Paul is talking to the Thessalonians who came to Christ and they were severely persecuted by their community. And so he just kept praising their faith in the face of persecution and said, listen, I suffered this. You're suffering it. Christ suffered it. He told us you're going to suffer it and just endure. We're so proud of you. And it's it's really sweet because when you focus in on the words of Paul, it's like the sweetest. Um, and of course, he's doing it, you know, with the power of the Holy Spirit, but so kind. We're so proud of you. You have such great faith. You have persevered. I'm sorry. I know it's difficult, but you're so good. And, you know, mm. just such positive affirmation. And imagine they, they received this letter, you know, yep. um, and they're just encouraged by how gracious he's like, I think about you. I pray about you. You are a crown of glory for me on the, when the day of the Lord's coming, I will um, wear that crown of your faith for you listened to me and accepted them as God's words, the words I spoke to you. And then he's like, but you're really going through it. 
you guys are really <laughs> going through it, mm -hmm. you know, and um, it's just a, a lesson for us that um, we may really go through it. And it's not necessarily people on the outside. It could be within our own homes. It could be within our own minds. Um, I have, you know, a couple of dear friends that are struggling mightily um, with mental illness and physical illness with cancer. And um, it's just, it's, it's suffering. And mm. you being able to see through the storm and find um, uh, God's grace and joy and comfort in those difficult times is again something we have to train our minds to focus on i think it's important i think we can do this without mentioning the person but if that's important um that we have a friend that we can use as an example of what a commitment to jesus christ's prayer uh means and that is that it can be actually re regenerated is that the right word mm -hmm. A, an organ that was thought to be lost that the, oh, the, yeah. the liver the liver was yes. uh was like hey this never happens yeah a dear friend of ours had uh, stage four cirrhosis of the liver from drinking and uh she gave her testimony at one of our home churches uh unfortunately so you weren't there that time but it was beautiful i mean everybody in the room was crying we were just so touched by her story and she just um, they're good friends of ours. We see them often. And she texted me the other day to say that you're not going to believe this. But um, first of all, they told her that she would come to the hospital every week to drain all the fluid out of her body because her liver was gone. Um, so that didn't happen. Um, but she literally, um, just through good diet and prayer and the, the love and healing power of Christ, regenerated her liver. She literally has no cirrhosis of the liver before. <laughs> anymore wild. and the doctor was like i i have never seen this before and she's like doctor it's all god and he's like it must be because this is astounding wow there you go and she she believed it she believed it you know she yeah. believed that god would heal her and but she was a partner with god in that she believed and she did the right things mm -hmm. she didn't keep drinking right you know what i mean she didn't keep eating big macs yeah she just took care of herself and she's like, I believe you will do this for me. I will do what I can do and you will do the rest. And that's exactly what happened. Mm. Um, I think that's an example awesome. of what the devotional is all about, that you repent, you ask for forgiveness and you do the right things. Thing. You do the right thing. <laughs> you you I do. To yeah. do the stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't be, uh, you can't be holy if you're still, you know, participating in debauchery. And uh, wow, that's interesting. I've never, I didn't know they had a subscription. <laughs> so Lisa's saying she has a subscription to the Voice of the Martyrs magazine, and it keeps my suffering right sized. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I can imagine. What, is that true? Yeah, yeah. Will you, <laughs> will you send us the link to that, uh, Lisa? As I say, there's a magazine for everything. Is there? Yeah, he'd walk no. in with like some random, uh, you know, business. You got like, a uh, like cabinet maker, and there's a cabinet maker magazine. There's right? yeah. You can Google things and find just about anything. Right. All right. Do you want to um, pray uh, for yes. Kate? Yes. I pray for us, uh, for our sins. Ah, oh, dear Lord. Oh, this is just scripture that's just stuck. Thank you for engraving it on my heart. Lord, we approach the throne of grace with confidence that you will give us the grace and mercy we need in our time of need, Lord. And uh, we approach that throne of uh, that throne of grace um and we're so grateful that we are your sons and daughters and we're able to do so lord for you give um 
not as the world gives. It's a peace that passes all understanding. And we're so grateful, Lord. Forgive us our sins, the sins we commit knowingly and unknowingly, the sins we've repented to and returned to, the sins we've committed against others and against ourselves, Lord. Um, we know that you are faithful to forgive and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Lord. And so we ask, we ask for that cleansing um, over ourselves and over um, our children and our families, Lord. And we lift up our sister Kate to you, Lord, that needs um, your healing power. She's about to go in for this new treatment and she's expecting a complete restoration, Lord. She's, she's believing on your promises. She's believing on your healing power. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the provider. There is no sickness for which you did not provide a cure, Lord. And we're asking for that, um, that healing, for her to see that healing in her life right right as soon as she receives that treatment, Lord. And she um, is so grateful for all that you've done in and through her, despite the sickness, Lord, and that um, you give her your peace and your rest. You said that the believers will enter your rest. Uh, and we ask that rest for her, Lord, so that she could have um, sleep and be free of the pain and be allowed to sleep um, restfully, Lord. We're so grateful to know you, Lord, and those that do not yet know you, Lord, will you draw them close, our family members, our children, our loved ones, uh, Lord, that have not bent a knee to you, Lord, may you bring them into submission, for you wish that none should perish, and that is our heart, Lord, that break our heart for what breaks yours. Um, give us the strength to preach the gospel boldly, Lord, so that more, um, because knowing comes from the word of God, it, knowing comes from hearing, and hearing from the word of God, Lord, so um, let us be that voice for which people come to know of you. We love you and honor you with all that we do. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Sorry if that was long. That was a good one. Just deep in thought. <laughs> I loved it. I, I hear so many preachers are like, don't go on too long. You know, I'm calling down all these things and make people distracted and people fall asleep. So I was like, sorry. Sorry that was too long. <laughs> you listen uh, to a lot of preachers that are nasally. I do. Yeah, you just. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, you just hear it as whining. It's yes. my naggy voice. Yes, I love that voice. It's one of my favorites. Go ahead. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, uh, Lisa says, when I was an early Christian member, told a very similar story of being healed of cirrhosis of the liver. That is awesome. It was so in great. a so great. Yeah, praise God. Thank you, guys. Very good. All right. Anything else, my love? No. Where should Thank people you. start listening and looking for our our real life network? It's almost there. Is it, all, is it there yet? Well, I don't know. I've sent them a couple episodes, and they said they'll be uploading them. And I don't know when it launches. Yeah, that's the next thing we need to find oh, out. Right. It was supposed to be mid March, but I don't think it's launched yet. I mean, uh, Pastor Jack will tell us. All right. So uh, I'm sure be looking for it. So at service. Be ready and be share with your friends. Ready. It's going to be amazing. All right, my friends. Thank um, you all, and have a blessed Sunday. Yes, God bless you. We love you. Bye.